a few minutes ago, we were talking with Angel about a really, it's an incredible program. It makes perfect sense, but um, it's so essential. We're talking about the inclusivity program with 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous, which is where if you've got a child with special needs, you can tell Santa's Anonymous that, and they'll help you meet those specific needs. To tell us more about it, we have Ray Finlayson joining us uh, with Children's Autism Services of Edmonton. Ray, thanks so much for being here. appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. It's um, exciting to be here and actually be in the hub of where all this takes place. It's a pretty amazing place, isn't it? Isn't it? I think they could run Amazon more smoothly. I, I think they could. It's uh, You should be here. Have you ever been here for delivery day? No. Well, from a car. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See if uh, Angel will let you come just witness the, the spectacle that is delivery day. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, this inclusivity program, I, I got to admit, this is the first I've heard of it. It was earlier this morning. Um, it, it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? Um, and it started with conversations we were having at Children's Autism Services. We typically put together um, baskets for some of our families. Mm-hmm. And because our kids have uh, uh, special needs or different, they experience things a little bit differently. And so we found that families weren't reaching out to some of the uh, community supports that are already in place for families. And our job is really working with kids with autism. But what we wanted to do is how could we ensure that our knowledge could get spread out. So right, we connected yeah. with Santa's Anonymous and said, hey, how can we help and support? Because we can target 20 families, but we know there's tons out there. With one in 50 kids being diagnosed with autism now or could be diagnosed with autism alone, then that doesn't include Down syndrome right, and yeah. cerebral palsy and all the other um, exceptional kids out there. And most importantly, we want kids to have fun. Christmas is about having fun and, and playing with things and experiencing new things. So how can we ensure they're getting the right things? What can I mean uh, for someone who's never been in that world? What can go quote unquote wrong? Like if you get the wrong gift or one that's not tailored to that specific need? Right. Well, we see a lot of kids that are maybe typically eight, ten, maybe twelve years old, but they're functioning much smaller, sure. much younger, or they like to experience things. Um, they like to experience things in their mouth. So choking hazard is a real thing. So, for example, if we said we wanted a quiet toy and someone thought, well, let's send a Barbie with a whole bunch of loose, you know, loose parts. Yeah, yeah, bits, yeah. That can become a trip to the ER if they swallow them. So, um, or other kids in the family might not be able to experience their toys in the same way because noises bother them or uh, too much visual stimulus going on or they need things that are really calm. And um, We're learning more and more about kids and what we want to do is keep kids and families as regulated as possible. So um, Children's Autism Services works along ther- alongside TherapyWare, which was really established to help parents get access to sensory-based toys mm-hmm. that their children will play with and so we've been working alongside TherapyWare and TherapyWare is a big part of our children's autism services to order in material so that you don't have to be an s- occupational therapist or a speech language pathologist to get a toy or an activity that your child can enjoy. So they provide a lot of our toys for our kids in services. Yeah. And so we made a big donation uh, last night with some sensory-based toys but we want to continue that and share all our knowledge if we can. Well, Inori, you mentioned the families that sort of um, don't reach out because they, they know their, their needs are special or different than what you're, and, and, and so they're reluctant, but this must just open all kinds of new doors, right? I think it's, I mean, it's just the beginning of some great things yeah. because there's there's typically developing kids that have real preferences too, so sure. we know that anything we put into in place for people with, with exceptional needs, like a ramp, um, will actually give access to many more people that we didn't even think about or consider. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, just being more aware of, of 
of what kids really need and is developmentally appropriate. And some things don't follow on that. Well, if you're three, you should play with this. And if right, you're six, sure. you should play with that. You know what? Play-Doh, for example, is great for everybody. And I, you can put it down in a meeting with a bunch of executives. Hey, you and, and I could have fun with, with some Play-Doh. Exactly. I'm really <laughs> jealous of all the toys I'm seeing around here that I'm not allowed to open, apparently. <laughs> you, you, you know, you and I were chatting before. One in 50 kids uh, yes, now dealing yeah. with autism. Hey, that's yeah. mind-blowing to me. I mean, the need is huge, it's, right? It's mind-blowing. And I think with COVID, we've also experienced a lot of kids who may have been um, picked up by health services or may have been supported sure. earlier. We're at home for the first three years yeah, yeah, with only seeing their mom and dad. And so now we're getting kids who maybe had a tendency to have some sensory needs go out in this world that is like a sensory bombardment. Of course, yeah. Like, it, can you imagine if the first time you visited a mall was Christmas? Oh, boy. No kidding, hey? I mean, that's kind of how it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's just, it's too much all at too once. Much. Uh, and this program, I, I think it's only going to grow, right? I mean, Absolutely. it's only going to grow. Yeah, we are excited to be able to even to help create sort of what are the checklists that that would allow families to say, what are my child's needs versus a diagnosis? Sure. It doesn't matter what the diagnosis is. We know everybody is so unique. So how can we create a easier system so parents can say, hey, you know, what? he really likes dinosaurs and, yeah. and tub toys or, you know, we can then meet that need. And so children are opening the gift that they would want. And, and you make such a good point. You're with Children's Autism Services of Edmonton, but it's not just that. Like Angel was talking about kids with visual issues, things like that. That's I mean, it's right. all these special needs. All the special needs. They say it's one in 10. So if nothing else, even if you don't have a child with special needs, you know one, yeah. or yeah. your grandchildren might have a child with special needs. And the more as a community, we just accept and we move on and we do what's right for everybody. It becomes an inclusive community. How hard is it? Like, I mean, in terms of, uh, of putting that together, like, I mean, how much of a process? I mean, because w- w- literally when you're talking about special needs, they're all different, right? They are. They are. So I think that's why I personally love it is you're always problem solving. You're always thinking um, of making good observations. What What is it that the child is doing or, or or not doing or is it because something has changed? I mm-hmm. mean, the weather changed the other day for you and me is miserable, yep. but for a child who doesn't want to put on ski pants or mittens, they just can't go outside. It's dangerous, yeah. They can't go to school because that five-minute walk up the, up the steps without mittens or appropriate gear isn't too much. How specific can this program become? I mean, would we have families reaching and saying, this is the issues that I'm having. You, you've got the checklist ready to go and you can tailor it to that? I think we can, yes. I think um, the more we can support these kids and then, the, as always, I think the toy stores, the community, they start to support, yeah, um, yeah. you know, those little poppets, which were originally just sold for, for a sensory tool, are now everywhere. Um, there's those tubes that you pull, which give kids really good feedback. So it helps proprioception. It helps hand-eye coordination. It helps working your two hands in opposite directions. There's all kinds of therapeutic uses for some of those things. Yeah. But now they're on your typical toy shelf because it turns out all kids kind of like them. And what if you drop a ball down the tube and how does that work? And so I think our next step, too, is to provide parents with, like, tip cards. How can you use a ball in a 100 different ways? Sure. And that's what play is. We all learn through play, play, right? Absolutely. And I think all kids, regardless of diagnosis, no diagnosis, they are full of curiosity and wonder and they want to test their environment. That's what play is. It's, it's test a theory. Yeah. If, you know, if I throw this at the window, will the window break or not? (laughs) Learn how the world around us works. Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't have the ability to share your ideas in, in words, and our kids are wanting to explore the environment even more. We're doing this for the kids, but also for the families. Have you heard from families already with this? program saying you know what this is exactly what i've been looking for and needing 
Well, Children's Autism Services has been doing individual baskets or family support things for about 10 to 15 years, yeah. and it keeps growing and keeps sure. growing. And that's why our conversation, you know, that's nice that we can support 20, 25 families. Um, but when we look at our own man hour, these people do it right here. That's right, yeah. So yeah. if we can figure out a system and share our system with them to get those questions answered and make it more specific, next year we'll start earlier, next year we'll be more specific. But even now, if people are giving us money, that money can be, can be sent to provide exactly what families need. I'm so glad there's people like you in our community. I mean, when you bring up this that this idea, it's kind of like, wow, why didn't somebody think know, of that before? It's like a ramp, right? Like it yeah. just seems so obvious, but but um, Santa's Anonymous has been doing amazing work for so long and do it well. So why can't we work together versus trying to do things separately? So awesome, awesome, yeah. Ray. Thank you so much for being here. I can't You're thank welcome. you enough. Thank uh, you. That is Ray Finlayson, who's with uh, Children's Autism Services of Can- of Edmonton. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.